This Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome everyone. Today I am joined again by Natalie and Lisa from Own Your Health Collective. And we've been having a fascinating conversation over the past uh, two episodes, really looking at uh, our feminine advantage and, and really how we can use our, our physiology to the best of our advantage. Um, so really excited to be continuing this conversation. And today's episode is really focusing on how we are four women in one. So welcome, Natalie and Lisa. Hello. Hi, Karen. Again. Nice to nice to be chatting with you. So, you know, I, I wanted to have a, a little giggle when I first saw the title because I think, you know, and this is obviously from my generation and not being as, as woke in terms of this generation's acceptance of everything. You know, you typically, you've heard it all your life that absolutely women appear as multiple personalities in one. <laughs> so I thought it was quite a tongue-in-cheek moment that we're now going to be actually discussing the definitive for women that we become. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's as well, it's a serious topic to a degree, but there's also having that element of fun too. And I think if we can play to those connotations about women being this and then we're that and then we're this and then we're that, it helps to sort of lighten the mood and also normalise it as well. So let's dive into it. So let's understand these four women that we become throughout the month. Yes, and we love it. And the reason we love this whole concept of thinking of ourselves as at least four women in one is because we have the ability to reinvent ourselves each month, right? And uh, this is the gift of us. And we have touched on in previous episodes that there's very four distinct phases of our cycle. And each of those phases come with not just some challenges, but also opportunities, um, things that we can really embrace to help us move forward and set some intentions for how we want to live, but also more importantly, connect to the feelings within us as well. Lisa will talk through the distinct phases, but what I just want to touch on is that it helps us to come back to our roots and really come back to who we are and everybody listening could just think about if we don't understand who we are and how we work how are we supposed to cultivate that sense of love for ourselves, and also the love for you know the relationships around us too and i guess that's the beauty of really coming back home to us and coming back to our roots and understanding who we are and seeing ourselves as you know different women every 28 days that we can reinvent ourselves, that that really helps to um, propel us forward. Very powerful what you've just touched on. But again, you know, just the the power of self-knowledge to to really enable us to make, to embrace who we are, to be our authentic selves and to really power our lives forward. So thank you for that. Perfect. Let's delve into it. Who are these four? We have different phases and we actually liken these phases to the seasons of the year. What I'm going to talk about is a general view of the 28-day cycle. And as we've said in previous episodes, you know, everyone's cycle is a little bit different, but we've just generalised in relation to the 28 days. So it's really important that you don't compare yourself to others, obviously. What are these phases that we liken to the, um, the seasons? So our menstrual phase is our winter. 
And that's generally around three to seven days, and it's known as our reflective and restorative phase. And I will go into them a little bit more deeper. I'll just outline what they are to start with. The next phase, our second phase, is the follicular phase or our spring. And this is around seven to 10 days, and it's known as our dynamic phase. And then we have our summer or our ovulation phase. And this is around three to four days, and it's known as our, our expressive phase. And then we, we hit autumn, our luteal phase. It's around 10 to 14, generally the longest, and it's known as our creative phase. It's really powerful when you think about those inner seasons because you think about what they bring to you and it really resonates well with the different phases as well. It's really important too that when you understand the seasons of the menstrual cycle, just as an aside, in the years leading up to men menopause, it can actually make um, the transition into menopause easier by actually doing the, the cycle um, understanding as well through the years that you are having a period. So our menstrual cycle, as I mentioned, it's a reflective and reviewing phase. And there's a lot of self-analysis and review that happens here. And um, it's a time where you might do some evaluation on your work or your life and possibly make some um, correction to where you want to be. From a food focus, um, it's a very involved and intense uh, time. You're sort of rebuilding and your focus is on nutrient-rich foods that are going to support you. And water-rich foods and vegetables are really wonderful here. So things like slow-cooked broths or slow-cooked soups and stews. And exercise, we're not looking to really power through and do lots of cardio at this time. It's around rest, recovery and repair. And so things like yoga and stretching and walking are fabulous options. And as you come to the end of that winter, you're looking to, you know, maybe start moving, amp up your exercise a little bit and come back to your spring. So that takes us to our next phase, which, um, as I said, is our follicular phase or our spring. And this is a really creative and new beginning phase uh, where you start to come into you can start thinking more about those projects that you have previously talk, uh, thought about in the menstrual phase or the winter phase. Um, you start to feel a little bit more outgoing and upbeat. And it's the time where you tend to start saying yes to a lot of things. So food start getting a little bit more vibrant and light and your exercise focus is really starting to amp up um, in this phase and lots of cardio probably will happen. And then you come to the ovulation phase, which is the summer. And I don't know about you, but I'm really looking forward to summer here in Melbourne <laughs> as we're in the depth of winter. And summer is a time where you become quite expressive and you become full of energy and power and lots of passion going on. And you're progressing, you're moving forward. So it's a great time to connect with others, up, again, up the ante on your exercise and just you, you, your communication skills are a lot better during this time. Your food is, is light and we're looking at foods that, you know, things like salads and raw foods go really well in this space, so lighter foods. As I said, you have a surge of energy and you really are enticed to do that exercise. And then we come into our luteal phase, our autumn, and it's a really a more calming part of your cycle where you get things done. It's a creative part and you're a lot more aware and comfortable by the time you've gone through the other one, uh, other phases. And you're looking to, it's a good time to embrace some more self-care as well. And you're 
you know, you start to go on that little bit of a, a wind down into your winter again with that cycle. So you might feel that you just want to slow down. So your foods here really um, around good complex carbohydrates because these are it's the time of your cycle where you may find there's a little bit more a calorific increase that you experience and your energy may not be so high here as it starts to obviously go down as you move into your winter. Um, you can still be fairly active, but it's a really good time to listen to your body in relation to maybe not doing so much that impacts the body. Um, and again, you might want to move into some things like yoga and Pilates. So that's the overview of the phases, Karen. I think that is a great description. I think obviously if we can learn to work within those phases and having that self-knowledge to plan our lives accordingly, or at least to plan a little bit better within those phases and, and take the time, you know, that winter phase, I see is so important to just reconnect and, and journal and maybe understand, you know, what, what that new direction is that you're wanting to take or go in or the improvements that you're wanting to make over the next next month or so. But I also just want to be slightly off topic because any woman knows our end point is obviously menopause. And I think the fear you touched on that when you when you likened the cycles to the, the menstruation cycle to, to the seasons is I think most of us fear that that menopausal phase or post-menopause is really just one long barren winter. Can so not be. That's good to know. Can you inspire us? Well, 95% of women will experience menopause between the ages of 45 and 56, with the average being about 51 years old. And menopause itself only lasts for one day. And that's because menopause is actually, you reach it um, a year after having no periods, so no periods for 12 months. And what we actually think of as menopause is that lead up into it, which is perimenopause. And during perimenopause, you still have a cycle very much so, although towards the end of that perimenopause, the cycle can become a little bit erratic and, and unpredictable. Understanding that menstrual cycle does, as I said, it, it can help prepare a woman for, for menopause. Even though you may not be menstruating, at, you know, once you reach menopause, there is there is a lot of benefits in relation to still mapping your cycle and continuing to do it, uh, cycling with phases of the moon, which is essentially how women used to predict their cycle in, in years gone by, you know, long a long time ago. The postmenopausal, that moon cycle, is, is strikingly similar to the menstrual cycle. So a number of women will adopt the lunar cycle uh, because it holds similar qualities uh, to perimenopause and, um, you know, as you go through perimenopause and the normal menstrual cycle. For instance, the, the new moon is the winter. The waxing crescent of the moon is the spring. The full moon is summer and the waning crescent is autumn. So what it does is it teaches you to be very aware and still have those ebbs and flows, even though you may, may no longer have been menstruating. And it's really powerful because, you know, you know postmenopause is a great time for women and it just teaches us that, you know, we don't want to be 24-7 on the go. We probably do operate more around a bit more of a circadian rhythm, I suppose, but I think I'd really encourage women to, to learn more about that cycling with the moon and how that can actually work for them moving forward after periods cease. Fantastic. I think that was great. Thank you so much. I love the explanation of the four women in one. It gives us great context as to, you know, sometimes why we have the energy to take on certain things and other times where we just may not have those emotional reserves 
that we may need to draw on. And yeah, I think the power comes in in having that self-knowledge and, and really being a little bit more deliberate and reflective around your life. And having that really does give you that advantage, that level of self-knowledge. So thank you both so much. And I'm looking forward to our final episode in the series. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Karen. 